Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome to Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 237. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up. Spin it around, find Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. Thank you so much for the uh, donations and continued support. You know, it goes a long way to help this ministry. But we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, but each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And, and like you out there, I'm a spiritual guy. It's important to me. And, of course, I get encouraged with the word, you know, pastors. But what really helps me is talking to regular guys and spiritual guys that are out there slugging it out and meeting the challenges of life every day, just like me. And that's why we're here. And we are on this No Church Answers Tour. And we're glad that you've joined us. And because of that, our one-half-hour TV show, No Church Answers, is now airing Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on WYGA-TV in Atlanta. And it's available at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com on demand. And, of course, our podcast is always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see, basically, we're everywhere. So... Uh, please rate our podcast and leave a review. And this wouldn't be possible without your support. And, of course, we have a website, which is at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. You can leave a question or comment there or on our Facebook, Facebook page. And what we do here is we basically take a ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School Lesson, and we kick it around among regular guys. We update it, and we put the man spin on it and apply this in a real practical way to our life. And we have been using many different uh, publications in the past. Of course, Baptist Way Press. It's now GC2 Press, but it's still the same awesome material. And we're in James, and this is a real pretty much in your face kind of man study and it's a man uh, lesson <laughs> it's a man <laughs> lesson and with that i'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, our panelists at this time and he is back and glad uh, that he is uh he's our producer a former world-class policy writer and a current professional gambler and healing up mr steve titch hey steve hello hello steve and world-class uh, trainer. As a matter of fact, he's on the cover of uh, Play Trainer. No, or not, <laughs> not the cover. Whatever. Whatever. Play Trainer. I, I, I'm included right. in the ad for ATD Power membership. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's fully clothed, ladies. In case Thank God. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, uh, pretty much the group theologian, a great guy. Uh, Professor Robert Koshu is here. Hey, Robert. Hello, Robert. And former prosecutor, attorney, uh, new homeowner, pretty much a good guy. Uh, yeah, we call him the wrong. judge. Uh, Michael Crawford, he's sleeping in the back. Glad you're here. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a uh, writer, indie film producer, um, but I work as a contractor, so I can pay for my writing, indie film production, and that kind of thing. So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this lesson. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off with our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, hi. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think we're picking up a little bit on last week. That was a great podcast. I'm sorry to have missed it. Um, you guys were, were terrific. We, there was talk about trials, and we're going to continue to talk about temptations and even testing here. And I think what's important, and, and really I want to delve into this. I'm looking forward to this because this is the lesson. You, this is your classic Sunday school uh, doily with a saucer of coffee and pink napkin and cookie. Can you buzz him? And Absolutely. <laughs> and they tell no, no, but but that's yeah. that's what cookie with a pink napkin. That's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna transcend, or I hope we transcend, because we're 
testing, temptations, trials, we all deal with them. What's the difference? Um, and, and I've kind of thought about it, and I think I, I, I can talk. I know what a trial is. I had a lot yes. of trials. <laughs> yes. The judge knows what a trial judge, is. Judge has been through many trials. <laughs> many. <laughs> no. <it's> very many. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So leaving it at that, but it's, it's going to be interesting to talk about because uh, this isn't, we're not, I'm going to go beyond the, oh, what a terrible time you're having. We're going to say a prayer for you, too. What does it mean to have a terrible time? What does it mean to go through a trial uh, or a test? And really, what is it about Christianity that helps you through that? And it's not just a pink napkin and a cookie. And it's far deeper than that. And it's, and it's, uh, it's really worth a lot of discussion. Excellent. Uh, Your Honor. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, folks, last week, uh, Steve mentioned about last week. Please go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Uh, we really had a good time, and it deals with, uh, gosh darn, areas that are so, so practical to us. Last week, we talked about looking at trials, and we were told by James to look at them as if they were blessings. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> well, <laughs> James told us, to count it pure joy when we face a trial because trials are the testing of your faith which produces perseverance. Of course, uh, as I alluded to Stephen, Steve just made a comment about uh, these trials are not the same as a legal trial where I, uh, I prosecuted as a prosecutor for many years. Uh, these are trials with which test your faith. And, and, and I hope we get into these and define these and give you guys examples of what we're talking about because those are Christian terms. And like you said, if we just use the terms that are thrown to us, they're going to be hard to understand. They're ambiguous. They're general. So we're going to try to define what they are to us, and hopefully they'll strike a bell with you. Uh, now, James told us to count it pure joy when we face trials, and, and, and we should persevere through them. Now, when you persevere, and, and, and I want to add this, maintain and trust God is what to me persevere means. When you persevere through a test, you grow in maturity, and you grow in completion of your character. Okay, wisdom. Wisdom, you can ask God for wisdom if you desire to have strength or help understanding what's going on in the trial. And, and, and Robert talked about this extensively. We talked about perseverance being an active waiting and trusting God to take you through the trial victoriously. In other words, you don't do something, you don't end up doing something because you're tempted. And again, and, and, and sharing trials and temptation, hopefully we'll, we'll make that more clear to you also. But you're not tempted to, to give up on the trial and do something you shouldn't do. Uh, faith, it takes faith to persevere, to endure the trial. And our faith is increased when we succeed in the trial and see it through with, and this is very important, with a good attitude. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, this week we look at the next two passages in James 1. I call it two passages because they're two different subjects. Uh, the first three scriptures, 13 through 15, James 1, 13 through 15, is God does not tempt us. It's that simple, folks. And then the second passage I call God gives us good things, including the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the word of truth. Now, and, and a third reference I want to make here. John 8, 32, all of you have heard this at one time or another if you've been in church. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, the freedom that James and John tell us about in freedom from sin is freedom from sin. It's not freedom from pain and suffering. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. In fact, when we become a Christian and we follow Christ, we quickly learn that we will experience pain and suffering just like everybody else. Bill? Professor. So last week I talked about that this first chapter of James is three parts. Verses 2 through 12. Verse 1 is kind of a, hey, I'm James. Verses 2 through 12 is the outward trials is what it talks about. Verses 13 to 18 talks about inward temptations. Verses 19 to 27 talks about the role of God's word in those times of testing. And so today we're looking at that middle part, the inward temptations. Why is that important? This is why. Men today, lots of studies out there talking about it. And it has only been, it was happening before COVID, 
COVID put the cherry on top, the exclamation mark on the end, and multiplied it times five. There is a depth of despair among men because men, we have been told that our lives are around our careers. Okay? Well, the first thing we've done is we took away a lot of what made men men because we took away, you know, we, we decided everybody had to go to college. And if you don't go to college, you're never going to be able to make a living. I don't know about you guys, but a couple of years ago, we had a water incident at our house. <laughs> you don't want to know the amount of the checks I cut to electricians and plumbers and skilled carpentry, the cabinet type mm-hmm. people. They were not small checks by any stretch of the imagination. Or, you know, I've got a car in the shop right now. Don't ask me how much I'm cutting to that body shop at the end of the day after my insurance part for a little ding-ding, not a, <laughs> you know, major issue. Go put your car in the shop. See how much you're paying. So we pushed men away from that, and so they can't find work. So they go to college. They rack up enormous debts. Uh, my wife and I joke about our our son's first year of college, our oldest son, just his one year of college, his first cost us more than both of our degrees combined you know it was just insane and so you graduate with all this debt you can't really find a good paying job unless you're in a law engineering specialty type professions that you're there and so you end up with despair or depression once you're in depression you get despair then it's easier for temptation to start occurring because these are inward things. And so how men address this and how men approach this is key to how we're approaching the word and how we approach the world as we work with it. And so that's why talking about this tonight is so important. Well, Robert, you, may I mention something that you just, yeah, just told us about? You said you cut a lot of checks to skilled workers am i oh. correct oh yeah they're but not, but not college necessarily degrees, college graduates but, yeah but they're college graduates but they're still out there you're always going to need plumbers you're going to need yep. car mechanics right yep. is that and, that, and that's how yep. i'm trying to put that together make sure i understand but, what you're telling everybody what, what right we've, saying we've, we've is, done a poor job of to, encouraging to be, people to go do that to be fair only in recent maybe in the last couple of years has that been being revisited when, oh, when, yeah. when when people our age are getting, our kids are that. getting close we and were realizing who cars. exactly are we paying money to and why and and that and but let, let's go back a few years before that men who worked in those professions mm-hmm. were openly disparaged by the elite culture oh they were exactly. devalued and today and 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 you know frankly in a in a Christian way the tables have turned if you Apprentice as a plumber or electrician, there's a lot better chance you'll be owning your own business by 40 or 50 if you're very good than you would than some of the people who literally paid two, three hundred thousand dollars and 20 years later are unemployed. Yep. That's right. That's and, right. And it's sad, totally but, but the reality is, but let's go back. The culture disparaged lack of lack of college education, not lack yep. of education. They they just they disparaged men who worked with their hands. Mm-hmm. who got themselves dirty every day. These were portrayed as ignoramuses, idiots, yep. dumb schmucks. And, and, that, and, unf- and what kind, if you do that kind of work, it doesn't, it, it, and a sad thing, psychologically, it doesn't matter what you make. If you're lucky enough to have a family who, who doesn't buy into that, you're a good man. But, but around, around, you know, around your peer group, around other people, maybe around your church, you were looked down on. Oh, and, oh that yeah. is and, 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 and what, what does that tell yes. a hardworking yeah. guy who runs a business where he goes to church and he is looked down on by the very Christians who are most likely in leadership there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's and, what and, I, I'm and, on a high no, 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 with you. And the reason I brought it up is because when that happens, now you hit depression, now you hit despair. I tend to think when you're in that mode— and, and we could talk at length about this as we go through, you're more open to temptation because... Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. If you're in a vacuum. Drug, yeah. alcohol, pornography mm-hmm. slash sex, I'm going to kind of throw them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them 
become more readily available because you're looking for a dopamine hit that can make you feel better. That's right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. So get that dopamine hit going. <laughs> this is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. This is the podcast version. So this is the audio. This is where you don't see the video. We are on we are on just figuring that out. Right, right. And, well, here's the thing. I mean, I would probably say this on the No Church Answers show, but Koshu looks 20 years younger right now. Oh, don't give that away. <laughs> with, a, with his hair, with his hair a different color, I swear, man. You, all of a sudden, you're past me up yeah, the, well, other, it, the other it, way. I, I didn't realize how much of a difference well, you got to have hair I saw that photo color. today, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my. <laughs> all right, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. We are, this is in James, and it's James 1, 13 through 18. When tempted, no one should say... God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. A couple of points that I just wanted to bring up. Uh, Trials. I think uh, so many people think that they're overwhelmed by trials. No, trials are meant to test everybody. That's why they're called a trial. And so you don't call yourself successful because I survived my trial. No. (laughs) Successfully handling a trial is to not make it worse, to not make something that is a speed bump into a wall. Because you, everybody in life is expected to have that. And that's an outward trial. And the other thing that I wanted to say is about the inward sin. Now, the difference to me is this. Desire is good. But when you go stretch your moral boundaries and go for that desire, mm-hmm. that is when you turn that into sin. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is is that people talk about and that's not me. No, dude, that is you. You are a sinner. <laughs> Face facts, my man. We try to live better. And that is what following God is about. But it's like those bumpers, and those bumpers are not concrete. God is not like that. You know what they are. You're going to violate them. And you know which ones you're going to violate. I can tell you this. Temptation is not the same for everybody. Imagine this. I'm sure there's a few of you guys out there would love to have like a red vet, especially the new one with a mid-engine supercar. You know what? You think I want one? No. You know why? I'd never be able to get out of it if I was in it. (laughs) 
That's, you understand? That's you see what right I'm saying? Reason, Bill. You see what I'm saying? There's certain yeah, things I'm, that are desirous <laughs> for other people, everybody, yeah. and and that's that's the thing. The moral boundaries. It, it, it basically it's the difference of what you profess and actually live. Hmm. What, so what, what well, is a trial? Uh, I've got a, I've got, I've got well, a couple of Go ahead. I've got a couple of words. I got a couple of words, and I'm glad you said mm-hmm. that because so I did did my little deep dive. So the word tempted in the Greek is actually piazro, and it means to test, endeavor, scrutinize, and test discipline. Test by implication to try one's virtue, tempt or solicit to sin. It's actually a verb derived from the noun perea, which means experience. Mm-hmm. Ha, mm-hmm. even better. Evil desire and enticed. In the NASB, so in the New American Standard, that word gets translated as one word called lost, which is epithumo, but what it, epithumia, sorry, a longing especially for what is forbidden, irregular, and this is what Bill just alluded to, or inordinate desire. Which, which I and, and that's, that's why well, I yes, wanted to go the, real quick because uh, I wanted to bring uh, but those I want to go back and because yeah, yeah and, and I want to because I've been doing something. Here's here's what I basically came up with. It, it's interesting how in Greek the temptation and testing run very close together, and that's yep. not surprising. Uh, and and of course the New Testament was written in Greek, uh, and and churches themselves, Bible classes run into this trouble. But I I, I tried to differentiate the two. Because both involve Absolutely. a response to Absolutely. a situation. To me, tempta- temptation, like you're saying, Bill, is it's the urge to break the rules because you think you can get away with it. It's it's the urge to do something you know full well is wrong, yet you can still find a way to justify and rationalize it. But you know, you know, going in, what I'm going to do is not really the right thing to do. For um, my life, for for, 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 for the for, for, well, for it, it doesn't have to be is. relative. It's wrong to take something wrong to take something that belongs to you. I mean, yeah. there there are degrees. So right. so so yeah, there are different ways. There, testing, however, and and is is more touchy feely. And I and I wrote down this that testing really is the res, your response is really is how will you retain your kingdom attitude through everyday frustrations and difficulties. So beyond just doing something bad, just holding it together. Testing is how you respond to it when you face a process, when you face a process that's going to bring you, without doubt, a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, and it could be physical, you know, it could be an illness, and you know, a, a, a broken leg, a separated shoulder. It could be emotional. You know your marriage could be ending. You, you could be dealing with an, an unexpected death. Um, spiritual, you could be going through your own spiritual crisis. Um, and, and, here's, and here's where I'll go into the no church answers part of this. The end could be a no-win situation for everyone. Yet you are going to have to find a way to deal with that properly through through your faith in God. And, and this is where I'm going to kick back to you because you asked, what are trials? And I think though, that's the general description. It's, it's, it's it, it, geeking out. It's the Kobayashi Maru test. <laughs> how are, is how you deal with the bad stuff is just as important as how you deal with the good stuff. And you have to find something in your faith. And it has to be more than just, oh, I'll go pray. Or, oh, I'll go cry on my pastor's shoulder. There, there has to be something in your relationship with God to cultivate to get you through this. Because there are Christians, we've all known them, who get through these situations. Even if it's, even if it's a situation that at the end ends badly. Let's, let's talk about that a little further. Suppose I'm in a car accident tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A terrible one. I break mm-hmm. my leg, broke my legs, break my arms. And the thoughts don't first come through you. Okay, Lord, mm-hmm. what are you trying to mm-hmm. teach me today, right? It's not my fault. Someone runs into mm-hmm. me, runs a red light. I almost die. But the question here, okay, then, now, is that a trial? Is that a test? Or is it a combination of them? It, it, the, the first thing I would say when, I, when it first occurs, it's a trial. 
but I'm not sure really. Mm-hmm. And and you said mm-hmm. did, did I understand you say that to you a trial is touchy feely? To me a trial. Well, I mean it's or, not or, it's or, not something like temptation is when you're when you're enticed to do something wrong. Trials and tests come along. You may be the most virtuous person in the world. Yeah. Yep. Yet you're going to face them. Um, and and how you f- and, and it's kind of, I think what Jane I partnering here is how you face them is really important. And Jesus kind of set a model for that. Yes, he did. Um, and that's and 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 that's what we I think we hear more and more. You know, we hear things about you know we do our faith muscle aspect, but this is this is where it all it all comes together, and this is where you got to rely on it the most. And sometimes it's the point where where other where Christians have the hardest time because you know we oh we're going through a trial and I and I'm going to be radical here and I know I know there's there's and, and I want to have it discussed. I don't think God tests you. I think you know the world throws stuff at you. I can't imagine God up there with a clipboard saying, "Hmm, what have I got on? What have I got on the on the roster? What have I got on the I, list here for uh, for Bill this week? What am I going to throw at him? Uh, a broken hip? Yeah, let's let's give him a broken hip. <laughs> let's, let's give him a hip replacement. See how he reacts. Let's and, and, and we get we get things too. in the Bible. I mean, that, yeah, you can point to the Bible where God tests people, but I don't think. Really, it's dangerous to think, especially the other Sunday school so, answer, that the particular test you're going through or trial is somehow coming from God, so you can you can uh, you can somehow demonstrate your faith. Before to him. we go off this, no, we'll no, go no, you no, just no, second. No, no, I got okay. something okay. for it too. Okay, okay. <laughs> go first. Satan went before God, and God says, "You see, Job yes. down yeah, there, yeah, yeah Job." So, that, that so now the question thing. is, did the testing? Uh, he he lost his family. He mm-hmm. lost his health. He lost his property. Uh, did that testing, and the Bible calls it testing. Remember, testing back then may mean a different word today, right, Steve and, and Robert? Right? right. Test may have been a well, different word back then, but it'd be what. the question is: Did God permit Satan to test him? Then yeah. is that what you're saying? Well, well, yeah. I mean, you can. Okay. Yes, you could say he said he All basically the set the ground rules. He set the ground rules every time. And, and, and I'm going to put that back because get into Job because I, I, I've studied that book a lot. The whole point of that is Job demanding to know what the heck is going on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and his friends being pretty, uh, no, his friends being your classic napkin in a cookie saying, well, it must have been yes, something. Yes, they the church answers. They must have been. <laughs> they were giving the church finally, answers. Finally, I mean, right. And he gets angry. I mean, he gets angry and angry as the, as the book goes along. So, so it's it kind of is it speaks in part to both our points, but so yeah, so yes yeah, in the yes. in the story God says okay you know there's Job my, my most upright guy do let's 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 see what he does Listen. when we throw things at him. You, but you I'm going to say him? this dare, dare I say this it's also a story and it's meant to make a point about certain things that and and I'm going to go back and say things that happen to people in the Old Testament don't happen to people today. So, okay, so, well, so I'm not really well, arguing well, as well, much as you, yeah, but Robert, go ahead. My, my turn. <laughs> so I think there's two factors to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, every time somebody was tested, and there are multiple mm-hmm. times in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. Job is the most prominent, mm-hmm. predominant Even example. James Everybody knows right, who right. Job is. Well, Job, Job was actually, <laughs> interestingly enough, Job, the sto- Job lived prior to Abraham. So yes. I mean, we're talking. Yes. He was a patriarch. Yeah, yeah, he he was really way before. I think there's so every test. So God allowed God tested Abraham by telling him to go sacrifice Isaac. Okay. God tested different prophets at different times throughout. God allowed Satan to test Jesus in there. So I think there's a twofold test that's going on here. Number one, I think there are times God allows us to be tested for the reason of our faith and for a specific reason for something that we can use in our faith walk. Secondly, I think we're tested and tried because there is something there to that fallen world that I will never be able to explain, <laughs> but before Adam and Eve fell, there was one world, and there was a second world that got further changed in the fallen nature by the flood. 
And I think that introduction of sin and fallen and brokenness into the world, first by Adam and Eve and then by amplified by the effects of the flood. I, I think there's a I think there's a lot more to the flood than just the earth flooded, the water drained away. I think there is much, 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 much more to the effects on the earth than just that. All of that creates a situation where we have ordinary things that occur in our lives because the world is fallen and broken. And, and we want to live in the world. And, and, and yeah, you can't yeah, live yeah. in the world. Well, we're, 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 right? we're in the world, but not of no. the world. Right. That's that whole dichotomy mm -hmm. in Romans that we mm -hmm. talk about where you're in the world, but not mm -hmm. of the world, and you transform the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. And that's when it becomes even more encouraging as you look through and you look mm -hmm. at this, because that's how you go around. There are three scriptures that kind of relate to this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Timothy 6, 9, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And then Hebrews 2, 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And I think I, I, you have to take into context the verse in James and James, and when we talk about trials and temptations, you have to take them into context with this. Now, here, here's okay. So, so Paul says, right? God does tempt you, but he doesn't allow it past a certain. Right. You get an out. It's never, it's, you know, you, you, and, and kind of, I'm going to, I'm not going to be specific. I've kind of been in situations where I've been pretty, pretty tempted to do something I really wasn't supposed to do. And I know there was an out there. Um, there was an out there. there. Question whether or not you take sometimes it, we right? take it, yes. sometimes, sometimes we Sometimes we take, but that, that's what <laughs> drove it. Let me say, that's what drove it home. That at the end of the day, I could say, you know, it wasn't. I, I it, it wasn't the devil that made me do it. That's uh, right. There, I there could was have, a point. There was another. Well, there was another road. I could have made a turn. Uh, that's <laughs> and, right. And, that's and right. I think that's important mm -hmm. for us. And I think that's a really good discussion. Is how do when we get to how do we recognize that point when we get there? Because I agree with you. I think in every temptation you've been in, now, sometimes the road is right there when it happens. Sometimes the road is way back. You know, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Joseph had the choice, and he fled. He fled way... Mm -hmm. Joseph didn't start making out with Potiphar's mm -hmm. wife and then decide, hang mm -hmm. on a second. He just ran mm -hmm. out the door at the beginning. It and was I, never a temptation to him, though. Right. It was a temptation right. to her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she was after well, him. That's I'm, very interesting. But, but, but see, no, see, my, my opinion is we get a clean version of that. Right. I don't think it's Potiphar's wife going, hey, Joseph, come sleep with me. I kind of get this whole pr provocative laying on yes. the bed. Yes. She was know, without hey, clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no I agree. Or scantily yeah. clad yeah. at a so minimum. Could have been, but like, yeah. One, he could have said to himself, "One, one more second in here, and I'm gonna." It's, it's, it's I'm gonna, toast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, that's that's why he ran out. But it, but well, but, but, it's, a couple of but it, but it's, but it's <laughs> one of those. Sometimes the road, like you said, Steve, mm -hmm. is early. Sometimes the road was presented to you years ago, mm -hmm. and you made a choice. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then it's navigating it within that choice you made years ago. And, and I think that's where part of what we have that's going on in society today is we're trying to deal and rock and live with our different pieces is how do you make those choices? Because I think that's where it, that's where as a man and a man of faith, that's where the rubber meets the road is yeah. how do you, you know, well, so I read here in Scripture, I'm going to be tempted beyond, I'm not going to be tempted beyond what I can bear, and when I am tempted, I'm going to get a way out so that I can endure it. 
that that is a standard church you know, answer. God, I'm dealing with. Where's something. a buzzard? Yeah, no, no, but, but but it is because how many times have you heard that quoted to somebody? Who I've heard it quoted to people who are dealing with pornography. Well, you're just being tempted. God's going to give you a way out. Come oh, on, no, really? No, no, no. really? You know, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah no, and I think that's that. a good discussion for after our break. Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take the second break. And this is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And producer Steve Titch gave us some uh, great notes um, for the production notes of of the show. I mean, if in case you guys didn't know, we do have writers here. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's excellent. And the thing about it is with me, I think that a lot of the problems that men have, we bring upon ourselves, And... Th- then because we're kind of hermits and we don't want to let other people know that we're having a problem, we try to handle it ourselves, and we give ourselves no better advice the second time around as we did the first time around. And I always felt that um, the difference between God and man, and we need to understand this, is that we age. God is here always has been and always will be we however we had a starting point and i guarantee we'll all have an ending point death and the thought of that is what has men chasing things that they normally would not that impending mortality and so a lot of the men problems is that they get out of their lane. And I, I'm against the writers in this particular book because the, they act as if <clears throat> you cure your sin once, it's gone for good. You know? It's kind of mm-hmm. like get, taking a TV shot. No, <laughs> it's not like that. It's or, fairly or typical. <laughs> dare I compare it to another another Vaccine. situation where I seem to be going back for more and more vaccinations. Vaccine. Well, not say <laughs> yeah. the C word. <laughs> right. And, and it, it might it might save you, might not. Um, but and the the thing about it is, is that and then they act surprised. Oh, I had it beat. Oh, you had your alcoholism of what, fifteen years? You beat it what, for fifteen minutes? Okay, right. <laughs> you didn't think that was going to be a problem. It's it's the same issues that we have every time. You don't necessarily solve it. Because you're human, and the only thing that will solve it is when you finally have no more desire. Well, sorry, and, and, and we talked about the temptation, and 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 it, and especially if you get into addictive behaviors, and and I'm going to list some addictive behaviors, and I'm going to throw one out that's going to probably throw everybody for a loop, but I'm going to give you at a minimum anecdotal evidence for it that I've seen. A religious addiction. Religious what one. I have seen is, uh, hold on. Let's buzz on that one. No, that, well, that is actually no church <laughs> What I have noticed is people who have addictive personalities, and I would love mm-hmm. to talk to our buddy John Cates about this. I have. What, a, a, addicted can, to what? Explain that yeah, a little further. Okay. A mental things addictive or physical pers- things like drugs? Addictive personalities. So okay, but addicted people that, to what? That have, the, that have a personality that lures them into addiction of one form or another, some some kind of an addiction. Okay. You think they'd be the same whether it's... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. What I've noticed is... What I have seen is the, 
people with super addictive personalities tink, tend to congregate into extremely fundamental, legalistic parts, sects of Christianity or other religions. That they tend to, basically what I've seen is a lot of that group translates their addiction into a religious addiction that's very legalistic, okay. very, you know, fundamentalist. You know, you have to do it A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You can't do it. Right. It's the part. It's kind of. It's a they're, filler they're, for. They're, 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 actually, actually, there's two. They're because they two translated sides. They're one addiction for another addiction. It's, there's because this is from, from. There's 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 substance addiction. Right. Like like you're saying, and then there are compulsions. Gambling, gambling is more of a compulsive behavior that you you are addicted to the dopamine rush. I was gonna say it's the, it's the but, dopamine rush. But yes, that's that's where you, that's where you're drawing it from. Only in this case, the source is. But I, but I kind of yeah. What does is the what is the precise source? What am what it's, am I coming back to? And what's yeah, where well, are we going? What's, with give, yes. what's giving yeah. me the rush though? I'm not arguing. I, mean, yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. But I'm just curious as, as, as what's what gives you what gives the religious addict the rush the, that it, it's the that I'm following the all power. The it's the it's the power and the rules. Mm-hmm. It's the I power know of, the rules. Yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. charge. Yeah. You're going to do it my way. And, and that's way. why I said, notice how well, I I'm said, prosecute they you. tend that's to, right. the ones I've seen, the ones I have seen tend to migrate towards very fundamentalist, very legalistic sex. Interpretations, mm-hmm. yes. yes. So are you saying it's, no, saying. I'm, I'm well, I would <laughs> hope. I, I want to continue so I just, to run this rate because you've, and again, this is more, this yeah. is more because I'm fascinated what you're saying. So you said you had some anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Can you, can you give a, can you give a case study of yes, this? Yes, exactly. I've, exactly. I've seen, yeah. there was four or five guys that I have known over the years now mm-hmm. who were hardcore drug users who basically went beyond UPI fundamentalist legal mm-hmm. sect. One of them got fired from a school I taught at because he didn't believe in the Trinity. Because mm-hmm. the way the UPI oh. presents it, it's not a Trinity. It's mm-hmm. one guy. UPI <laughs> is United Pentecostal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But but I've all of the ones that I've known, they've come out and been very and if you look at some of the weird ones, Branch Davidians are a great example. Most of that group had other addictive issues prior to join the, joining the Branch Davidians, okay. if you look at mm-hmm. it. So yeah. apply it to trials and tribulations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and, and that's because we're talking about, and, and I really believe the temptation comes in, you have, I do think that the way our society is set up, you're set up very narcissistic. We've talked multiple times about that. So you're taught if you don't get everything you want, you fall into depression, which then leads to despair. I tend to think the first gateway to temptation where you have, and, and I think at that point, this is where I think you have a problem. When you're, in, when you're depressed, I think you have a harder time seeing the off-ramps mm. <laughs> for the temptation. Because in reality, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 when you are tempted, he's going to provide a way out. In our vernacular, if, if I was writing this, I would say, hey, no, no sin is going to tempt you because everyone is tempted. But God, man, he is faithful. He's not going to let you be tempted. He's going to show you an off-ramp off that freeway is how I would write this verse. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're depressed, you end up with tunnel vision and you can't see the off-ramp. Well, okay. <laughs> You've gone a little farther on the depression. Depression to me is basically someone that can't get over their regret. Well, it's depre- it's, it and, leads to despair, Bill. Okay. And, it's when you and get the thing the about it is they, they spend way too much time looking at yesterday and they're not looking forward and they're not looking for the on ramp. It's not just looking thing. it's not just not looking forward or looking at the past. Right now it's also and, and we talked about this. We talk about it with teenagers in particular. Teenage girls is off the charts how bad it is. Social media. Because no one posts, I had a fight with my wife today, and things aren't that good at work. And, you know, what do you post? 
you know, people posted the picture of me from the magazine. Oh, look, Robert's there. He's glad, you know, glass half full, blah, blah, blah. You know, no one posts, you know, at that point, I was actually unemployed. You know, no one posts that. They posted, oh, hey, here's one of, you know, our trainers talking, you know, but it's, but it's, you see that if you're in that mode, like you talked about, Bill, now in addition mm-hmm. to regretting the past and seeing that, you're also looking at everyone around you and you're seeing but, my friend but, cook their gourmet meal. But that regretting the past, that's just one flavor. I mean, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's particularly, agreed. you know, an older person's <laughs> flavor. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't account for, you know, a f- how, a, how a 14 or 15-year-old can be, can be depressed and and I'm not saying and they are depressed. That's not it's not right. is that there it's right. not or something. They don't they haven't lived long enough to have regrets. But it's it's a, it's perspective. Then you throw in perspective and depression. Remember, there's depression. There's 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 everyday depression. Then there's clinical depression. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And not and and that things like social media and messages augment that and and contribute to that condition. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm not saying that suddenly you open up, if someone is oppressed, suddenly open the Bible and, and everything's going to be cured uh, and everything's going to feel better. But you're not going to address that problem by throwing more cultural platitudes at them. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's no, and, and, and it's, it's, uh, so I mean, we, we got off or, toward, toward or, depression, or, or but you're not gonna, you're also not gonna placate it by throwing more, um, more. Well, God's gonna provide yeah, you a way out. But but let's nonsense. but let's let's keep which, going which, with and, that. And Dep- you notice how I said that. Yes. When when it's presented to you, when when someone is at that point and they're at that point where they're being tempted to mm-hmm. that level, and and I want to go drive mm-hmm. it back to temptation mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. When someone's being tempted to that point where he can't see the off-ramps to get away from mm-hmm. the temptation, the platitudes of God is with you and God, it mean it, it falls it on death ears. If it's at that level, it's not new. Right. And, exactly. Um, but that's, that's the thing. Depression, there are... Depression is... And we go back to everyday depression. It's part of life. Right. You're going, no, you're is. going it to is. get that. There's nothing, there's nothing that tells, and that's, that's, so if we take it back, just take it back a little bit from the clinical depression, the actual illness, which, which is, which is devastating. Right. Um, but take it back to those just days of sadness or days of, days of just dejectedness. And, and um, See, that's think, the test. I, think, I that's, think that's the test. And I think that's also, um, I think that can, that, so Let's put it in something we all kind of know. That's what we're I think. On. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. clinically depressed is a slam down fog day. You can't see your hand in front of your mm-hmm. face fog. Okay. For the yeah. offerings. Mm-hmm. I think even what you're talking about, Steve, the day to day depressions, and the day to day things puts a light fog around things. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it harder to um, see the so offering. That's that's and what why percentage of society are we talking about? Say that again, Mike. What percentage of society are you referring to? Because I, uh, mm-hmm. we want to talk about the yeah. practical things uh, for the uh, practical right, right, man, right, the right. practical no, everybody. I think everybody. Okay, everybody on has the that, everybody experiences that one time or another. Okay, the the thing, that's what I'm looking Absolutely. for. Um, and and I'm going. Back to, Bill said this on a number of times. If you're if you're not if if you haven't built to a certain degree your your, your faith credits your faith right. credits. Yeah, you're gonna. This is where you're gonna see real problem with the off ramps. Some ways, you know, uh, I um, you got to find those off ramps in dark. Yep. And right. and, and you know, you go back. Oh, Jesus, the light. Yes, but sometimes, sometimes the light isn't. When when the light isn't at bright, you're gonna have to find those. And 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 maybe maybe the way to look at this is that Jesus's hand or God's hand will guide you there. It's you, the, it's footprints. It's, you have to look and, for and, footprints. And, and yes. well, you have to but look. you have to you have to well, and you have to know better still. You have to know they're there. Right. That's maybe that, the yes. thing is that yeah. that I can see them, but there is a way out of this. Show me, show me the well, way. Right. Show and, me. Just grab mm-hmm. my hand, even if d- d- and, and and going back to it, I'm giving up control. Just I'm gonna. 
metaphorically, I'm going to stop right here and wait. And, and I'm, I'm getting into dangerous territory. But this is, this is where, you, this is, I think, the part that faith plays. That knowing, even though I can't see those off-ramps, they're there. And it was silly of me to pretend they're not, or it's silly of me to just throw my hands up and say, oh, God's left me. I'm on my own. Well, there's and, a... And, 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 and that's... that's and, and, and again, I think that comes from really that relationship aspect. I don't think you can be, uh, you know, a non-Christian, um, you, know, you know, all your life, and then day one you do convert, day two, maybe if you're, you know, uh, you can argue with his, day two suddenly you have all this. I think this is why I think it's important to understand your faith every day. Uh, you know, look at, you, you can see the, you can see the offer, you know, ask God to show you those exit ramps while you can see them. So when you can't, you'll know where to find them. Well, there's times, and it's going to happen in every man's life as they age. When I sat in the hospital room, and I had no femur because it was <laughs> infected, and they took my hip replacement out, and I had to crap in a bedpan for a week, and it was just COVID, and it was disgusting. Nobody could come see you. Nobody Nothing. could come and see me. The nurses were in literal hazmat outfits. I had nothing to read if I could have gotten up. I would have thrown myself out of a window. I could not move. And I had to continue to tell myself it will get better. And there comes a time when, and you guys out there, and I can tell you this, that sucked as hard as anything I've ever done. And sometimes you may have to fool yourself. You may have to just talk yourself, dude, it's going to be awesome when I get through it. And you know what? It kind of is now, but it took a long time to get there. And at the time you're saying that, you didn't feel it, did you, Bill? Absolutely you just had to not. You encourage yourself to form a habit of believing or having faith. And right? I wrote that, and I wrote that uh, blog post, mm-hmm. and we had our own senior pastor has committed suicide, Pastor Phil Leinberger. And I mm-hmm. thought, how could he? And you know what? Sitting in that hospital bed with no leg, I absolutely saw how that could happen. Well, and that, and by the way, manupspiritualoasis.com. Go to our blog, see it. Man-upspiritualoasis.com. Go read our blog post. And, and I think it comes back to what we've all talked about. It's, it's, as Bill said, have your faith credits. And then what we talk about to find this is exercise your faith muscle daily. Pray, read the Bible, meditate on Scripture, corporate worship, service. You know, all of those things we talk about, that I think that's where you build up the... So in in the submarine world, they do tactile drills. What a tactile drill on a sub is, Bill, you never went on a sub on the Navy, did you? Nope, nope, nope. They basically shut the lights out and the crew is measured on how they can find their way around the boat. The only way they do that is because they practiced it enough in the daylight where they could see everything. And I think the the point I think we're trying to make here, and Mike, I know you want to chime in, is you've got to do the things daily so that when you get in these points, you've built that up, that faith credit, as Bill said, Mm -hmm. to where you can find the way out. Excellent. And with that, we're coming down to the end of the podcast. Uh, number 238. Let's get Michael Cropper in here. <laughs> you want me to do the closing or you want me to do my example, Bill? Uh, I want you to do both. Have, my example is nothing on depression and stuff like that. It's going to be a very practical oh, issue that we deal with. Wait, wait, listen. Okay. And the question here, and I'm going back to this, it says, uh, James says, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Okay, so my question to you is, when does a trial become a sin? And I'm going to use one of our favorite examples that we talk about, Bill, when you're driving down the highway and somebody cuts you off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the and you give them the finger. Have you sinned? <laughs> okay, that, that, just, just throwing this out to make it a little bit 
uh, numerous, have you sinned then? Or when you think about giving the finger and you don't give him the finger, have you sinned about thinking about it? Wait, no, no. Have I sinned because I was tempted to give him the finger? Okay. And so which is the trial? Is the trial the guy cutting you off? Is the temptation trying to give him, get even with him, not either cutting him off or giving him the finger? What should I have done? Just nothing? Smile and wave at him and go on happy, let him go. Anyway, those are just, this is, to me, is practical because we see it every day. You told us the other day that you saw it five or ten times just coming up to the church when we were, we were, uh, uh, doing last week's podcast. So I thought, you know, we better talk about something practical that we hit on, uh, and I thought this would be kind of humorous to, to address before we get out of here, before we close out I, and get I, out. I, so, I, I, so no, no, I think it's a great no, example. I, I, think I think it is. It is, it yeah. is because it's a basic example, but you could apply it across the board. It's, again, how you react. Yes. I liked your list of yes. when is the temptation of sin. That depends. The answer to that question depends whether you're Catholic or not. Um <laughs> So you can, you can write in whatever your denomination, you can go through Mike's question and say, when, when did the sin happen? Uh, but we'll, we'll leave it to our, our, our readers. Leave it in a review and a rating. So, <laughs> so, but but, to, but to, to get to, the, to, get to the, what you're saying is, it's how are you going to react to that? Now, you could yes. have begun the day by saying, well, I'm going to get on 59, and then I'm going to get on 610, so I'm bound to find, come across Somebody's, some yes. jerk who's going to cut me off. And you can say, okay, I know it's... You that would be called a guarantee. Yes. That's right. Yes, That's right. I know it's going to happen. And you can say to yourself, well, I'm just not going to... I'm going to be prepared for it. Right. And I'm going to just drive safely. And maybe I won't wave with a chappy cheer, but I may not flip him off either. <laughs> no, but but that's what I mean. Preparing yes. for mentally, and, and I think it mentally. I, I think that's um, absolutely correct. You know, it, it's not. Yeah. It, you know, like poor. You know, you always get people who I'm gonna I'm gonna drive to Dallas. It's gonna take <clears throat> you four hours. No, it's not. <laughs> I think I think you're absolutely in your lane if it annoys you mm-hmm. what someone does. I think I mean you know what I'm saying no spiritually. Yeah. I mean you're you're in your lane. But the moment that you start letting it affect your behavior, when yeah. you flipped it off, that's when you really, when you start to sin. And then when you pull over and run the car off the road, <laughs> then you really sin. And then when you pull out that handgun and threaten them, man, that's, that's, uh, there's, that's there's better be prepared for there's the temptation right. That, that's leading right. to that's sin. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway, it's it just very practical. I thought we'd be we'd be covering things like that that we do every day, and uh, and I wanted to throw one out before we uh, before we close down. Okay. Well, and okay. now that you threw that out, how about uh, a practical takeaway so you don't uh, run so you don't get do upset. it? Well, Steve, Steve right. gave a good one here, uh, folks. And I, we talked about this last Wednesday. This is going to be very short, uh, folks. Temptation is a part of life, whether you're a Christian or not. And when we call it temptation, we call it trials. And if we didn't make it clear to you, trials are things we experience that are severe. Most of the time it's severe. It, it may be unexpected. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's usually painful. We suffer from it. And it tests our attitude toward each other and toward God. When we look at it in a Christian sense, it tests on how we react to God. What we do, uh, in fact... Testing God, let me say this real quick. To test God means much more than trying to get him to do a miracle like uh, they did with Jesus. To test God means to insist that he prove he is trustworthy for us, that we can trust him. And the Israelites did that when they came out of Egypt. They constantly mumbled. They constantly challenged God to prove who he was, that he was God. And then temptation. To me, temptation is triggered through our thoughts. It's visual, men are visual. It can be triggered through our eyes. And, and the way I deal with that is I, I, I reject the thought which encourages me to think about wrong thoughts. Or I look, if I see an individual or a picture, and now it's available on the Internet if we've talked over and over again, porn is readily available for you. You don't look at it. You turn away from it. You force yourself to turn away from it, even if you want to look at it, folks. So God may tempt us to test our faith to see if we will trust him, but he does not tempt us to do evil. Testing, I don't think testing is a sin. 
It's how you handle it, and that's what guys, the guys have said, folks. Temptation is not a sin either. Thoughts are not a sin. Just do not dwell on them, or you may devise ways for which you might commit the sin if you dwell on them. Bill? Excellent. Uh, professor, a couple of takeaways from you. Inward temptation versus outward trials. There's a definitive tension between the two as you look at them. The outward trials that we talked about last week can help bring the inward temptation. The inward temptation can only really be conquered by really being aware of your faith on a day-to-day basis. And you do that really by transforming your mind you know it's really the Romans 12 too you know transform your mind by the renewing of your spirit because by exercising that faith muscle with prayer corporate worship study service giving all the things we've talked about at some point we're going to have to do a long series on spiritual disciplines but when you do all of that it helps you build up those faith credits and I think having those faith credits is what enables you to see the off ramps like you said Steve even in the dark because the faith credit may let you hit a headlamp real quick where you can Mm -hmm. see the (laughs) where you know Mm -hmm. you're stumbling around in the dark but all of a sudden there's enough light there to bam here it is here's my off ramp as you go through excellent uh Producer Steve Titch. Well, as we've been talking about testing, it's every day uh, in this fallen world. You're, you're, it's, it's the nature of the beast, so to speak. Uh, we, we, we don't have any guarantees. Uh, the only guarantee we have is that we are reconciled with God through Christ's death on the cross, through the covenant of His blood. That that promise is in the Bible. Uh, at the end of the day, God wins. And that's really why you want to be on God's side. That point is, and as for this world that goes, there, there are going to be days you don't win. Uh, there are going to be days where you will do your best and still be defeated by, by the forces of this world. Defeated, but not, not you might say, overcome. Uh, and really, that's, that's what it's all about, not to yield to the temptations that, um, you know, I'm going to give it all up and throw my lot in with the, with the world uh, one way or another, either through, through dishonesty or through uh, sexual sin or through uh, stealing, through theft, through cheating, uh, whatever, whatever it is, whatever, as, as Bill says, whatever, you know, different people have different temptations with personality. At the end of the day, it's really uh, going through it knowing that God has still saved you. You're still chosen by God one way or another, no matter, and, and that, it, it sounds like a platitude, but really it's not, and I think that's what truly what people who are at peace have. This, this understanding that in the long run, be it you know, traffic on 610 or cancer or a divorce, it doesn't add up to much in the great cosmic scheme. And uh, as, long as, as long as your walk is with God. Excellent. Uh, as we come down to the end of the podcast, I just want to say something that, uh, you know, those of you out there, uh, I mean, and we all, as you age, everybody had, goes through some very bad stuff. And, you know, just because you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can't necessarily change your situation, but you can certainly choose the way that you look at that situation. And thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. On behalf of producer Steve Titch, the judge, Michael Cropper, Professor Robert Koshy. My name is Bill Cox. Our one-half-hour TV show, No Church Answers, is now airing Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on WYGA-TV in Atlanta. And it's uh, on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so please rate it. 
you know, five star or however high it goes, uh, and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Start Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.